What's up, party people? Another week of fantasy football is upon us, and we're here to get you ready and prepare for that on this episode of the Better Fantasy Bureau podcast, telling you about our sits, our starts, our likes, our loves, all that, and much more on this episode of the Better Fantasy Bureau podcast. All right, brain. You don't like me, and I don't like you. But let's just do this, and I can get back to killing you with beer. You are now tuned into the Better Fantasy Bureau podcast. podcast. This place is an untapped resource. I love it! With your host, Flex and Bliss. You must think I'm pretty stupid. I'm dangerous. I'm very, very dangerous. And Alex Marchetti. Your voice is like a combination of Fergie and Jesus. For the everyday fantasy sports player. I would rather listen to Fran Drescher for eight hours. Help! Now, I am going to teach some kids a lesson. They're a bunch of f***ing amateurs. And now, on with the show, Party People. Party people. What's up, party people? Welcome, 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 welcome to another fantastic episode of the Better Fantasy Bureau podcast. I am your man for the Grand Flex hit list here on my co-host, live and direct with much respect. Alex Marchetti, what's up, BFAs? Are y'all ready? Are they? Four. Are they? Week four. Semana cuatro. Week four. The bye weeks are upon us, which is the weeks that we hate. We hate these bye weeks. Right now, 49ers fans hate the bye weeks. Jets fans, maybe not so much. Maybe they get a break. They're probably, yes, we need a break away from bad football. Jets are doing bad. This is when you test your fantasy aptitude and see how much you know. Because this is where bye weeks is, you know, in effect. And this is when flex play becomes very crucial. Who My you play. play is crucial, yes. Yes, flex play is crucial. But, um... Anyway, what's up, Flex? <laughs> You're trying to figure out something to say. What's up? You're over here interrupting me. Okay, uh, we, okay. got another, we got another okay. big uh, day over here on, uh, as always, with the Better Fantasy Bureau. It's a Tuesday game. Thir- Tuesday game. Wow. Thursday game. Uh, you know, and uh, we have the big goal. We, we go over You're here like the first half three of days behind, Flex. I'm not that smart. Or two days. I'm not that smart. You know that. But, um... We got the Packers and the Eagles tonight. We got uh, all the 1 o'clock games we're going to cover here tonight. Uh, you know, it's funny. I mentioned it. There's a, there's a trade that went through in my other league, the first trade of the year, and I remember talking to you about it a little bit. This is trade week. A lot of people traded in a lot of leagues. should. Now, I think off the bat you said it was okay, but we'll see how it is like listening to it. So you said it was okay to give up Dalvin Cook, DJ Moore, and Alexander Madison for Darrell Williams. Darrell Williams. Darrell Williams. Darrell. Darrell Williams. Uh, Devin Singletary and Devontae Adams. You think that Devante. trade is fair? You think that trade is fair? I, all right, listen. Be honest. We're, think about it. You got to think about it a little. For me, all right, is it fair? You know, um, Whoever gets uh, Dalvin Cook and Alex Madison and DJ Moore is the one that's going to be winning that trade. But I cannot interfere with two owners that are making that transaction. Who's interfering? Part of your job here is to give your opinion on stuff. You're giving your opinion. I'm not going to veto a trade. No one's asking you to veto anything. You're not even in the league for you to even give your veto. But you're giving your opinion on the trade. (laughs) No, no, because what you're doing, I I understand the logic of why people will – 
would veto it if that's the, po- the possibility. But, you know, because you are getting Cook, who is the number one running back right now, and his handcuff, with DJ Moore, who's looking like, you know, he's a good wide receiver too, especially with Kyle Allen, you know, uh, you know, look, looked great last week. And, you know, he has a great matchup this week. And he's still averaging about, like, 17 points a game more or less with, with Cam Newton. So, you know what I mean? He's, he's having a way not, better season than I expected. Not, not, 17, not 17, but you, points, but you know what I mean. But, uh, he's still you know, doing he, good. He's giving you double-digit points. He's a good – he's a wide receiver, too. You know, a solid wide receiver, too. I don't – He's averaging make, 14 points, six points yeah, a game. Yeah, he's Excuse a solid me, wide sorry. receiver, too. And uh, with some uh, wide receiver one upsides – Week in, week out, you know, yeah. some weeks, you know. Uh, and then on the other side, Devontae Adams, he is the number one wide receiver. He, he is one of the top wide receivers, you know. So not right is, now, overall. Well, not right he's now, the number one on the Packers. He's a good buy low candidate. And and what? No, 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 go on. I'm, that's my, my, my main point about it. Finish. Yeah, I'm not, he, I'm he, he is a good buy low candidate. So at the moment, it kind of looks lopsided because of the performances on each side. But Devonta Adams could easily, you know, this weekend moving forward could end up being top three wide receiver, and that's still going to pay dividends as well, you know. Um, and uh, you know, Darrell Williams, he just uh, a handcuff at best. You know, if he if one of the guys are injured, Damian Williams it seems like he's he's still not practicing, so he it seems like he's going to miss a week. So you know, maybe he's light on running backs and he needs a running back. He easily could be a good flex running back this week. Is he 0-3? I don't know his situation. If he's 0-3, then he's desperate to to get some wins. You're looking you're looking at the trade way too um, like situational. You're just looking at it exactly for how it is. It's yeah, okay. Okay, but all right. And then uh, who's the third guy? Devin Singletary. Devin Singletary. You know, he, there was a lot of hype with him. You know, obviously he's late round uh, running back, a flyer that could have some upside. Uh, Frank Gore is, you know, is is there. So there's, it seems like there's a timeshare. To me, all right, it makes you know the Dalvin Cook or uh, whoever's getting Dalvin Cook with Alexander Madison and DJ Moore is winning that trade. You know, that's it. I I think I think it's a crazy robbery of a trade. First of all, first of all, like look at it this way. All right, I the, the whole argument and the whole point of like what the other guys and it's you know what the other guys making. Which first of all, Dalvin, this be fair, Dalvin Cook. And Madison and DJ Moore was offered to him for those players, which made it even crazier. But the thing is, is just uh, he. Um, so you know, it's not his fault that he gets a trade like that that falls into his lap. Of course not. Maybe you know, he's, he's he's looking at it in the perspective of like he's selling high. No, he's, he's selling these but, guys. No, he's selling Devontae Adams for a great price right now because yeah, Devontae yeah. Adams is not worth that value right now. Like and and. I know one thing that he's been saying is like, oh, but it's my seventh overall pick. It's my first round pick. I'm like, but your first round pick's not giving me returning first round value. You know what I mean? If I go buy a Mercedes Benz from you and it's not giving me the value of what a Kia would give me, then I'm then the Mercedes Benz is not returning value to me. You know what I mean? Like yeah. besides the name, maybe I just want the name, but it's not giving me the same performance that a lower, more less expensive thing. But Dalvin Cook is overperforming. So, like, Dalvin Cook is being more of a rarity. You know what I mean? Like, Dalvin Cook right now, even with Saquon Barkley especially gone, there's another elite running back out the game. Dalvin Cook is killing it right now. He is the number one overall running back right now. So, it's just like, 
Oh, it's not even that. Oh, if Alexander Madison goes down because, you know, he was saying, oh, but he gets hurt. And remember, that's one of my reasons that he could be a bust. I felt Alex, um, Dalvin Cook because of the fact that he does get hurt. And he's like, I'm taking a chance too. No, you're not because you have his backup who's yeah. also really good. Like Alexander Madison is a good running back. I think you put him on most other teams. He might get more reps. You know what I mean? Like he's he, getting reps, reps he's, right now. Well, he Vikings, got reps. He, Vikings are running the ball predominantly. He's How not getting, passes is Kirk Cousins he's getting? Not like getting but no, he's not getting too much. But the thing is, he got some last week because he had a dominant lead when they have a dominant lead they kind of basically almost sat Dalvin Cook for the whole fourth quarter it's been all situational when he's getting reps it's not really when the game's on the line but the point is is that he's still really good so if Dalvin Cook does go down you're not necessarily taking a risk you have the next guy up 100% which is Alexander Madison you know yeah so it's just uh it's like you know what it's perfectly what you said exactly what you said Devontae Adams is a, a sell low candidate and Dalvin cook is a sell high candidate. You know what I mean? Like he is selling, he is buying Devonte Adams for way more than what he's worth right now. And this is another thing that worries me. And I said, he's part of my panic room and I'm panicking about Devonte Adams because of the fact when has Aaron Rodgers ever in his career in three straight games, of course, not when he's hurt, when he's healthy scored under 20 fantasy points. I don't know the stats on that. So never, Right. Not not in three straight games, not in three straight games. So he's they got a very difficult season. They still got they don't. It's it's not getting any better. They got the Eagles and the, and the Cowboys, and then he has Darius Slay against the Lions coming up next. So it's not an easy three weeks. I am highly regretting taking Devontae Adams. I am very worried about it. Does he have the talent to pull it off and to be better? Of course he does. But it's a new offensive system, which is why it's worrying me. And Aaron Rodgers has now seemed just like your middle tier QB one, like. Middle of the pack on special QB one. He doesn't seem like the elite Aaron Rodgers of old anymore. But you got to also consider that you know he's playing in a new system for the first time, right? Right. Also, his first three matchups are pretty tough. Were tr- pretty tough. You just tough. said those. You know, so there's upside here. Like you know, Aaron Rodgers is not going to continue doing this. You know, he's a great quarterback. There's it's o- gonna there's gonna be a change. There's always going to be upside with those names, but the point is, is because it's a new system. Aaron Rodgers does not seem like the Aaron Rodgers of old. You know, it, listen, all quarterbacks, all players, always hit that time where they're not what they used to be. Aaron Rodgers does not seem like the Aaron Rodgers of old, and and like I said, it's a difficult schedule, new system, all that stuff is kind of showing within the first three matchups that it's not very beneficial to neither of them. They're still winning games. But what fantasy wise is not paying off. That's what we mean. At so, this moment, at this moment, and it 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 just seems like because like I said, the schedule's not really getting much easier. They got you know whatever they got uh, the, the game against the Giants is going to help them because the Giants is terrible on defense. The Redskins is going to be a good game. Oakland, for them. So the Chiefs, help them. Chiefs and Oakland. That's only four games I could think about that are easy wins for them. Panthers not so much. Chargers not so much. Definitely not the Cowboys. Definitely not the Lions. Not with Darius Slay. Not the Bears. Not the Vikings again. They still got to face the Lions twice. You know what I mean? Like so, it's 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 not looking anything great, especially towards that playoff push. You got the the Lions, the Bears, the Vikings. It's just not easy. But it's anyways. I just think that's a robbery of a trade, and it's just for what Daryl Williams is going to go back to the you know back down to the back of the boat once Damian Williams comes back, if he comes back, which he might this week. Right now he's questionable, and but you're right if. And uh, and the Devin Singletary, I mean, I have a lot of hype on Devin Singletary, but still, to give up somebody like Dalvin Cook to replace Devin Singletary, 
Well, the trade is really uh, Adams, Devontae Adams. Adams and that, Dalvin yeah. But, but right now, DJ Moore is doing better than Devontae Adams. And right now, Dalvin Cook, Dalvin Cook alone has scored more fantasy points than all those three guys combined. So it's Dalvin Cook's a sell-high candidate. You're selling him for peanuts for, for what they're performing right now. And it's just, you know, you better hope that Devin Singletary turns into like Alvin Kamara soon. You know what I mean? Yeah. Anyways, but, uh, oh, you know, it's another, let's talk about stats. You know, another funny stat I saw. So I was watching a clip of Matthew Berry posted on uh, his Instagram with the fantasy show talking about Baker Mayfield. And I said how Daniel Jones has more points than Baker Mayfield in his one start than Baker Mayfield so far. He did another one about Baker Mayfield. In his first three games, Baker Mayfield has less fantasy points than Johnny Manziel in his last three games. <laughs> Oh my god Baker Mayfield in his first three starts this year Has less fantasy points Than the last three for Johnny Manziel Wow Crazy That's crazy Well I I mentioned Baker this week (laughs) For who? Mason Rudolph Nice I like it I like it But the, the the Steelers are facing the Bengals. I, I like I, it. I have to take it. Mm-hmm. I, I I rather go with that. It, I think it might be a good. It's a Monday night game, so you know, the Bengals might poo poo it. <laughs> poo poo it. Yeah, I like I like that too. All right, so um, let's go on. Let's talk about tonight's game: the Philadelphia Eagles and the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, so this game This is where we have to make sure I gotta see if the trade goes through The way I do the, the trades in my league, by the way To say real quick, is, is that um, We leave everybody to say their two cents It's not so much like a veto thing They you know, they could speak about they like it, they speak about they don't At the end of the day, that Kento and I Who are both the commissioners, we take that into consideration And we leave the decision up to us Like if it's like a massive, like across the board Everybody vetoes and Kento and I also disagree with it Then yeah, we won't let it go through If it's like, you know like, like if my vote doesn't count in this thing, if it was up to me to the only reason, the only way my vote will count, if it's like a, you know, like a 50, 50 split, then Kento and I would like, you know, go over it and try to decide on what, what it was. So this trade goes to the round table for, it, for the it, league. It, it goes up to the, you know, it goes up for the, for the jury, for, for, you know, the, the, to the plaintiff and defendants for like, and the jury gets to explain their sides and then we make the final decision. All right. You know what All I mean? Right. Does it have to be a unanimous thing? But anyways, but the point is just that, um, it's, uh, that's how we do it there. So, you know, if, if if I had a vote, I would vote veto, but I'm not, I don't have a vote for that. So it only only if it's a 50-50 split. All right. Good. But uh, thanks. Well, you know, <laughs> let's see what happens. All right, go on. Philadelphia Eagles and Green Bay Packers. Yeah, so you got the Eagles and the Packers facing tonight. Packers are the favorite by four and a half points. The over-under is 46. Now here, you got the Packers who are second best against wide receivers. Emmanuel Sanders scored 28.8 fantasy points against the Bears, but versus the Packers, he only scored three points. So I would try to fade any of the Eagles wide receivers here. Um, I know Alshon Jeffrey is going to be playing back, but, you know, he's he was just hurt. I'd rather just, you know, see how, how, how much game, you know, how much time he plays, how much, how much snaps, and then assess it because he is going against a tough – Green Bay uh, defense at this moment. And um, Alshon Jeffries, I mean, not Alshon Jeffries, um, Nelson Aguilar might be the only decent play here because ever since these two big wide receivers been out, he at least has been seeing double-digit targets. So uh, I don't see much upside with Nelson Aguilar, 
But I could see where his floor is a, a decent flex play. Now, um, I do expect Devontae Adams to reemerge here as a top dog, like we all, you know, consider, you know, during uh, preseason. And uh, MVS, I think he's a good wide receiver to play. The Eagles are 28 against wide receivers. So, you know, I, 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 see, I see a bounce back. Aaron Rodgers is going to have a big game. And, and it should be good here. As far as um, Packers, um, uh, the Packers, uh, well, I, I mean, the Eagles run run attack. I think uh, Miles Sanders, um, he might <laughs> might do all right. He might do all right. You don't feel confident saying yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, like but the, the only good, like, weakness that the Packers have is that they get run on. You know, that's one thing, though. They, they do get run out on, you know, Packers have allowed 28 fantasy points to the Bears in the run run attack by the running backs, I mean, and uh, 30 to the Vikings. I know the Vikings because, you know, they have Dalvin Cook, who's the number one running back right now. and But the Broncos, they allow 40 points to the Broncos. So, you know, there is a chance that Miles Sanders might have a breakout game. You know, Jordan Howard, uh, you know, if you if dare to play him, the only expectations I see from him is maybe a f- flex, you know. But Miles Sanders, he could give you running back two production here. And um, as uh, what else? What else? Uh, as far as um, the Packers running running attack, you know, I, you have to play Aaron Jones. At least he's been giving you touchdowns. And uh, if you feel like the Packers are gonna be downright you know winning this game you know there's gonna be the goal line touches that Aaron Jones is gonna get and you know there's a touchdown there but uh you know that, that's you know that's about it here um one thing the only reason I feel about like uh have some hope in Devontae Adams tonight is because Ronald Darby is out for this game okay. so then that gives that's me good. some hope for uh Devontae Adams but uh Devontae Adams or MVS I, I think both of them you could play without no hesitation at all I feel like they're going to give you good numbers. You know, like Devontae Adams, I I won't be surprised. Of course, you know, he's a beast. He, this game, most likely he's going to be the number one wide receiver, you know. So, and MVS, he could be uh, two. Or, you know, it could be the the other way around, whereas Devontae Adams is just going to be poor numbers. (laughs) He's going to be the wide receiver too, and MVS is the one that has the beast of, you know, of production. If this trade goes through, then and, and which it looks like it might, then uh, is it going to go through today? If it would have to, it will have, have to, to push right? it through. Got to push it. Yeah. All right. Um, Any thoughts on this game? Uh, I think the Packers are going to win this. I just love the fact how the Eagles are just have the same record as the Giants. <laughs> yeah, but I think that you know, there's it's been some misfortunes with the Eagles and well injuries in general. They're not playing as well as they used to. Like it's just not you know they're not having a good year so far. So yeah, and, but you know. I I do like the Packers at home here. I think they're going to continue being undefeated. Yeah, no, I like the Packers here as well. And as far as over under, I I have to go under the forty six points. I'll go over. All right, good. Um, just to go over a little bit of the news that's going on real quick before we get into the 1 o'clock games. All right. <clears throat> Pat Shermer says the Giants have no plans to put uh, Saquon Barkley on the IR, but refuses to put a timetable on his potential return. Uh, Jalen Ramsey is away from the team. Uh, you know, his, his uh, daughter's being born, so uh, he'll, but he looks like he's going to go back to the practice and start you know playing again, so that's going to also beef up the defense. Uh, the holdout is ending for the Chargers. Melvin, Melvin Gordon. Gordon. <clears throat> I tried to trade Antonio Brown for Melvin Gordon to my, my friend Crystal. 
that was the day that they released Mel, Mel, um, Antonio Brown. I tried to trade for her also a couple of other players just for Melvin Gordon, like like a package of players for Melvin Gordon. This is the day that Melvin Gordon said his holdout is over. So no longer am I going to make any I, trades. I almost got Melvin Gordon last week uh, for Diggs and Brita. I would Damn. have been so happy. Well, I would have been. So uh, he already called the Chargers <laughs> in the pa- uh, called the Chargers, and he will report back to work on Thursday. He will not play this week as he's getting back into the fold with his teammates. Uh, Justin Jackson, good flex play. <laughs> Woo. Um, Brita, I think is still going to be involved, but I think Brita now is a panic buy for most people. I'm trying to move him. I'm trying to see if I could get uh, some. As did as I say Brita? I meant Eckler. Did I say Brita? Yeah, you did I, say Eckler. I, I said Eckler? Okay. I cool. know. You said Brita, but you're, you meant Eckler. Yeah, right? I meant, all right, sorry. All right. Yeah, no, but um, Eckler right now is like a, is a guy that you could pay for because I think he's still going to be. I don't think that the Chargers are going to just completely ignore what Eckler did. Like, oh, hey, thanks a lot for your service. Now beat it. You know what I mean? Especially when Melvin Gordon is the one holding out on him. No, I, I, his ceiling is definitely going to drop. But I think more I don't think about like 10 I don't to 12. I don't think his floor is gonna uh, is gonna drop. I, I think, think it's like give 10, steady numbers. 10, 12 points a game. No, that's good. I mean, a point. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Carries, uh, well, or touches or whatever. Okay, say about like twelve more or less touches per game. Maybe I think it's gonna be a bigger split between Gordon and uh, Eckler. So I would rather trade for Eckler at this point than I would for Melvin Gordon. To be honest with you, yeah. Uh, Mike Williams did not uh, participate in practice on Wednesday. Richard Penny practiced it uh, yesterday. Amari Cooper had an MRI on his ankle. The source says it's more precautionary and that he's fine. Uh, Trey Burden went to full practice yesterday. Yay. Chris Godwin, your boy, did not practice yesterday. Boo. Boo. Uh, And uh, Tyreek Hill, of course. And Damian Williams did not practice yesterday. And, uh, yeah, so, and then Hilton now is dealing with a quad issue, and uh, Darius Leonard is in the concussion protocol with the Colts. I think it's doubtful that uh, Hilton plays this week. And that's where we are. That's it? That's it. Uh, Devin Singletary also did not practice yesterday. Oh. Makes the trade even more worse. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it did. Yes, it did. (laughs) <laughs> all right, uh, all right. So let's move on. Uh, also, oh, so want to thank Essentia Water as always. Are you hydrated, doggy? Yeah, I'm, I'm halfway through my water bottle. Where's my other one at? You get the one. I got two. You get two. You didn't ask me for two. Okay, but you know, staying hydrated with Essentia Water, you know, it's <laughs> it's good. It's good. <laughs> Life is good. <laughs> It's good. Uh, yeah, and as uh, Thursday Night Football also does uh, start off, and as always, please check out OverlayDFS.com. Always check out OverlayDFS.com. Fantastic. Lots of fun. Marketing and I are playing tons of fun with this. this. It's just simply just go over there, OverlayDFS.com. Pick who you think is going to have more fantasy points. That's all you got to do. Just go in there, and you think it's going to have more fantasy points. Who's going to have more fantasy points, Gardner Minshew or Kirk Cousins? Give me Gardner Minshew. Gardner Minshew? Yeah. Ooh, Chris Godwin or Robert Woods? Well, Chris Godwin hasn't practiced, so give me Robert Woods. Okay, Philip Lindsay or David Johnson? David Johnson. Against okay, Seahawks? Yes. Ooh. DJ Shark or David Montgomery? David Montgomery. That's it. That's what you think? Okay, cool. What about well, you? Huh? What Ev- about you? Yeah, just the opposite, just to piss Evan you off. Evan Ingram or Sterling Shepard? Evan Ingram. Me too. Evan Ingram. Um... 
Listen, it's just that simple. You just go there. You think who's going to have more points, and then that's as simply as it goes. It's little research. It's great to introduce people to fantasy football. Also great for experts and for people who love it, just like you and I. Like, you know what? I'll bet you this. I'll bet you that. Let's see. They go to overlay DFS. They pick those plays. That's as simple as it gets. Uh, if you finish in the top 10% of your field, you will win nine times your buy-in. If you go a perfect 12-0, and 0, you win the progressive bonus of over $25,000. Uh, they have buy-ins of all levels. If no one hits the perfect 12-0 record, the progressive bonus keeps growing and rolling over. It's like the Super Contest, but for DFS, this is for you sick and tired of losing on FanDuel, on DraftKings, all those sharks that have over 100 lineups in each contest. Don't get shut out. Visit www.overlaydfs.com right now. Right now. Today. All right, party people. Let's get into it. Let's talk about these one o'clock games. Let's go through these. Uh, So, Doggy, that's you. Yeah, so you got the Panthers versus the Texans. Uh, Texans are favorite at home, four and a half points. The over-under is 46 and a half here. Uh, I believe that Hyde is a good play here. Carlos Hyde. Yes, I said it. Carlos Hyde here is a good play. He said he's playing against he's playing against the middle of the pack run defense, which is the Panthers. Duke Johnson might be a shaky start here. I know I love them preseason, but you know, he hasn't been performing as I thought he would. Nope. Thank you, Carlos Hyde. Nope. And um, you know, the defense only had the Panthers defense only allowed ten receptions throughout the whole season, the first three games. Seven of those came against Arizona, who plays the most ten personnel in the league. With 128 snaps. So, I doubt that Duke Johnson is going to be that involved unless this is going to be like a, you know, a blowout game. You know, like each team are just scoring left and right. But, therefore, I tend to go with, you know, Carlos Hyde here. You know, more of the run game, the run attack as far as the running backs for the Texans. And then... um, what I love here is definitely the wide receivers for the Panthers. Uh, the Texans allowed 19 receptions, 19-plus receptions, 250-plus yards, and 50-plus fantasy points twice this season. Twice this season. Both, twice. Yeah. <laughs> both, got, both guys, DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel, has over 24-plus targets so each, I, I expect each of them to uh, be highly involved, especially with their new quarterback, Kyle Allen, you know, who had, had a good game, you know. And, you know, the Texans are, are number 27 against quarterbacks. So I do expect, you know, um, you know the, the Panthers to score points here, you know. So, and then everyone else to mention, I don't really trust uh, the other wide receivers for the Texans besides Hopkins. And, um, you know, CMC is a start, of course. And Watson. Um, yeah, Watson's definitely a start. He's one of the best, you know, uh, quarterbacks in the league. Uh, so, I mean, yeah. Uh, who do you got winning in the over and under? I'm going with uh, the Panthers here. Uh, I think the Panthers are going to upset the Texans. And and I got the over. It's going to be a shootout. Give me the Texans. Give me the over. Right. <clears throat> All right, so now talking about uh, the Cleveland bounce, bra- bounce. Cleveland bounce back. No, I said Browns. Bounce. The I Cleveland said, bounce back Browns. No, I said bounce. They have bounce to screw this up. <laughs> I guess. I mean, Cleveland against the Baltimore Ravens. Um, 
Listen, the Baltimore Ravens uh, offense, we know, came down to earth a little bit last week against a really, really powerful uh, Chiefs offense. Uh, I, I, I don't know if the pressure got to them or whatever the case may be. Their defense was completely shut out by the Chiefs. But then again, what defense can hold the Chiefs at all? They can't hold them. They can only hope to contain them. Um, but the, Lamar Jackson, to me, is still a top five play. Uh, even in this matchup, I mean, the, the Browns defense is still decently well. It's not too bad, but uh, it's still he's still going to be a top five play. He's still going to be fine to play. I still uh, I'm a little bit downer on Marquise Brown. I know he's going to have to face uh, Denzel Ward over there and in uh, the cornerback. But uh, then last, like I said, last year he came last week he came a little bit more down to earth. It showed he was a little more human than superhuman. Same thing with Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson salvaged that at the end. He still gave you uh, 24 fantasy points last week. So even though like the whole game was under ten, under ten or like eleven, and it was just it was scary after the first two like amazing weeks that he had, but he's still a good play here. You still fire him up as your QB one, uh, Lamar Jackson. I mean, he didn't give you twenty four points; he gave you like twenty one something. Excuse me, but the point is, is that um, he's 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 a starter. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's a starter. Uh, the the Ravens defense is actually a pretty is a good play here. I know last week a lot of people didn't play him, some people wanted to drop him, but they're definitely a good play here. Um. If you look at this, the Ravens have pressured passes on 35.6% of the dropbacks. That is the fourth highest in this, this season so far. The Browns <clears throat> have allowed 35.3% of pressure on Baker Mayfield. Their offensive line sucks. It yeah, sucks. It's it sucks. awful. Baker Mayfield is not doing good. The offensive line is terrible. Um... OBJ, you're still going to play no matter what I no matter what I say, no matter what you do. Uh, Jarvis Landry, I'm actually benching this week. You're benching him. I'm benching Jarvis Landry this week because I just feel like there's going to be so much pressure on Baker Mayfield, and the Brown, the Ravens defense is going to do so good that he's not going to be able to hit Jarvis Landry enough. So I'm actually benching Jarvis Landry this week. Um, I forgot I want to mention him before. But if Julian Edelman does not play, which we're still getting updates about his uh, chest injury, they say he's not serious, but we'll see. I might have to put him back in, but I'm benched for uh, DJ Shark. Not too bad there. No, not, not too bad. Anyways, but yeah, so um, you're going you're gonna to play Landry. Don't play Mayfield. Just like I said, just drop him. Just get rid of him or trade him or whatever it is. Don't play Mayfield <laughs> this week. I don't, I don't know. Uh, Nick Chubb's actually not too much of a bad play. LeSean McCoy had a pretty decent game against the Ravens last week. I know that the fact before this game they were like the best against running backs. Now that is seventh, uh, hot, you know, seventh less against running backs. Like they give it the seventh least amount of points to them. But you know, if LeSean McCoy could pull out a decent game, but any running back or and on the Chiefs or any Randy Reeves office does well, you can still um, you can still play Nick Chubb. I, I think he has upside to have a pretty decent turnaround. Not to say that he will because that offensive line is so atrocious. But he still has the opportunity to do so. Uh, the Ravens side of the ball, Mark Andrews still a really good play for me here. I mean, I know he also is another one that came, you know, back down to earth. And uh, but you can still play him. And uh, oh man, what a game Evan Ingram had last week. Evan Ingram, um, you know, he, with the three touchdowns that he had, you still play him. You know, I'm not looking to bench him at all. He's been doing good with that offense. With the yeah. run game and Lamar Jackson still the way he runs. They just I, I, think, I think he's really benefited from uh, Lamar Jackson Absolutely. as a quarterback, especially being a dual threat that he has surfaced to be because what that has done for Mark Ingram is definitely open up the gaps. Yeah, The linebackers are a little bit more hesitant to go through those gaps and uh, you know because they don't know if 
Lamar Jackson is going to run or pass. Absolutely. So uh, he's definitely benefited from this, and you you know obviously he has proven that he could potentially be a running back one, even being the run the uh, the the second running back of a team with the Saints. So. Yeah, Mark Ingram, you got to play him. He's looking great. You know, he's the, what, number five running back right now? Something like that. So, yeah, yeah he's good. Uh, and then the Browns, if you know, if you want to know, too, have allowed 77 yards to the tight ends this season, which makes them the third fewest in the league so far. So, but you still, with the usage and the talent of Mark Andrews, you still want to play Mark Andrews because, you know, that usage and talent is just too much to play and it's too much to turn away from. So Yeah, and Baltimore throws, uh, the target rate to tight ends is 43%. So, you know. Because of his usage, absolutely. Yeah, yeah so the, the Lamar Jackson loves to throw to his tight ends. And, you know, Mark Mark Andrews is one of them. Give me the Baltimore Ravens over here. Uh, Over here. Uh, Yeah. uh, Give me the spread, winning the game, everything. Yeah, Ravens, uh, minus seven. They're definitely going to be covering. Cleveland Brown is definitely struggling here. And Baker Mayfield, uh, yeah, you convinced me that he's droppable. I know I was a little reluctant last week. I mean, last episode. Johnny Manziel thing did it for you? (laughs) Yeah, I think that did it for me. So the over under, I have it going under. If I feel under like, too, I yeah. got the under. All right, uh, next sure. game. This is going to be an exciting game. I think this is going to be the highest scoring game of the week, and that's the Redskins versus the Giants. Yes, it is. The two worst teams against the pass, against wide receivers, are facing each other, and now with the Giants, with the new rookie quarterback Danny Dimes, Daniel Jones, in the realms, this is going to be good. Uh, the Giants are. Favorite minus three. The over under is forty nine and a half. Um, what can I say here? Uh, for the wide for the the wide receiving core or any receivers for the Giants is a start. Stern Shepard, Evan Ingram, those guys you're starting no matter what. To me, if you're in a deep deep league, even dynasty, and you need some help in wide receivers, I think Darius Slayton. It's a good flex play. He's a good as a wide receiver four. I think he's good. In his first game back, first game, his pro game back, he came back from an injury, a hamstring injury. He played 45% of the snaps. He had five targets, three receptions with 82 yards in his first pro game, averaging 27 yards per reception. This guy is a burner. This is the guy that you're gonna, he's going to be throwing over the top. And you saw what t- uh, Taylor Gabriel did against the Redskins. He got three touchdowns in one quarter. You know, so there's Slayton. Is an excellent wide receiver for here. You know, in deep leagues, you have to consider him. If you're in bad, bad, in a bad situation, maybe, maybe you could start him as a flex as a wide receiver three, but that's a little bit just a little bit too risky for me. But yeah, there's a uh, slant. I think he's good. If he's available in your deep leagues, dynasty leagues, I do advise that you pick him up. He already had influence uh, in his first game with the Giants. And then. Um, for the Redskins wide receiver core, I, I'll start McLaurin. He's a beast. He's looking like, yeah, absolutely. He's looking like a, the rookie of the, the year. Giants are giving up the most yards to wide yeah. receivers this year so far. So, yeah. So, and, uh, to me, Paul Richardson is an interesting flex play here. You know, uh, you saw what, uh, Mike Evans did against the Giants, you know, and you know, it's it, one of these two wide receivers is going to have a big, uh, play. So to me, McLaurin's going to kill. Fantasy-wise. Fantasy-wise, or they're both, uh, you know, are are, going to kill both of them. So Nobody else has had five catches and one touchdown in the first three starts. Nobody. Yeah, I know. Nobody. So, but, you know, Paul Richardson, I think he's, you could start him as a flex comfortably. You know, I I think this is going to be a shootout. And then as far as uh, running backs, you know, 
I, I, you, you start Gallman because he's going he's gonna to be the only one seeing touches, you know, in that backfield. So you can start Gallman, uh, and uh, Chris Thompson is the only running back that I'll start in the Redskins. I won't do. I won't. I won't be considering Adrian Peterson here. I would consider him because of the fact the Giants' defense is just really that bad right now. So I mean, but Chris Thompson more so because the offense is going to be a little more powered out. They might have to play catch up, almost in a sense like what they did yesterday. Um, you know, like what was now yesterday? Excuse me, last last week. Uh, you know, what was weird for me was Chris Thompson running in the red zone touchdowns. That was weird for me. They were like by the red zone towards Adrian the end of the Peterson game. Peterson was really tight. He was, as he should be. He was so... He Why was shouldn't so he be? He was mad. Why shouldn't he be? Yeah, well, yeah, of course. He's he's a beast. You know, you're talking about Hall of Famer that's not getting goal line touches that Chris Thompson, this... Uh, Frail guy is getting yeah, up, and, and, it, and it's like and they were only, against the Bears, but they were <laughs> yeah, but they were only down like I think like fifteen points something like that. They, they were down like two touchdowns on the kickoffs. So like that one touchdown actually puts them like somewhat in the game. They weren't going to win that game. Don't get me wrong, but it puts them somewhat in that game. You know, gives yeah, them somewhat the light of chance. I, I think Gruden is going to be the first head coach to be fired. I think so too. I think his time is done. Uh, uh all right. So T- the tight end, I do like Vernon Davis here. Yeah, I like Vernon. I, Davis. I like Vernon Davis. Like you know, if it's going to be a great high scoring game, if you're one of uh, if you're a Vance McDonald owner, right, and and you know Vernon Davis is available, you know uh, that's a guy that let's, you can probably play as a streamer. Let's close the restaurant. Yeah, let's go to the game. Jonathan, you're working. All right, Jonathan, you're working. Jonathan, Thank you're you. working. We're going to the game, you and I. Okay. Oh, sounds good. Let's get Andy. He'll get tickets somehow. Yeah, he'll get tickets. <laughs> no, we just go show up. Tailgate with no tickets and get them like last minute. Andy will find some way. First to quarter, it. we usually get them in the first quarter, just, and we're going just get, just get just get Andy somehow. We're in there team. like swimwear. All right, we're going. Giants is working, right? All right, I got the Giants. I got the Giants uh, as I well. Got over, I got the over as well. <laughs> All right, next game. Not spending any time in this. No, the Chargers and Dolphins play every Charger. Do not play any Dolphin. I will tell you this though. This is what I will say. I will say this, and I'm really not going to really waste my time when it comes to talking about these Dolphin games, especially when it's matchups like this. Like it's good, you know, the as bad as the Dolphins have been, they have faced some besides the Jets. No wait, no, no. Who did place the first game? The Dolphins. Oh, the Ravens. Yeah, yeah. no, they have <laughs> placed some really good offenses. The Ravens, the Patriots, the Cowboys. Now the Chargers. That's like, come on, NFL scheduling. What are you doing? Like, you knew they were going to be a bad team. Now you're just making it worse for them. Come on, man. Like, it is just in a tr- – they're facing a crazy amount of good offenses. Now, what do they, I don't know where they're like, you know what? We're making a game change. We're playing against the Chiefs. <laughs> you know, like, the point is this. Um, I will say this. There is – there has emerged, and there is one player that – um. Oh man! Now I'm having now I'm having a, a what's this guy's name? Now it's killing oh, me. What position? The wide receiver from there for what team? For the Dolphins. Preston Williams. There you go. Thank you. I was like, what was his name again? Yo, come on, ask me, man. I, I help you out right here. That's why I'm here. That's why I'm here. Preston Williams, the rookie, the undrafted rookie. Okay, and I, I know that. All right, <laughs> he's looking good. No, he's not looking good. He's not looking great. But you know what? He is doing all right. You know what I mean? He's got 31 points so far over the first three games. You know what I mean? He's He's got already 11 receptions, 155 yards. He's averaging 14 points a game. He has a touchdown. If you, I'm not saying you're going to be looking for anybody for the Miami Dolphins. Obviously, you're not. But if you're looking for wide receiver help, the guy is only rostered in 4.6% 
of fantasy league. Sorry, he's averaging um ten point three points per game. Sorry, ten point three points per game. Apologize. Double digits still. Yeah, I'm saying if, if the bye weeks are coming up, if you've been played with injuries, if you've been like hurt or something like that, or you know what I mean, and, and you or you're desperate look. I wouldn't mind adding them. I've I have a, a lot of teams with a pretty solid bench with pretty deep benches, especially a wide receiver in all my leagues. If I had the roster space for the guy, I would definitely put the guy on my bench. They're always going to play from behind. They know they're not going to do much. They know that they're going to just be slinging the ball, though. But the point is, he's at least being involved somehow in these offenses. He's being involved somehow. So he's the only silver lining out of the whole Miami offense, out of the whole Miami team, especially especially fantasy-wise. He's the main thing to add on to. Preston Williams is not a bad bench spot and a bench stash. No, I I do like Preston Williams. You know, he leads the, the team. It's not much, but, you know. Yeah, well, it's receiving. a terrible team. Uh, but I, I he's a player I am looking to target in Dynasty. Yeah, 100% in Dynasty. You know, you're, you're, you're talking about a player that, you know, like he, he week one he had 42% snaps. Week two, week two, 68. Week three, he went to up all the way up to 96%. Right. He seems like he's the head wide receiver. No, he is. This yeah. team. And so, yeah, this is a guy that I'll definitely target, you know, with the limited amount of targets that he got. And he's, you know, he's getting the targets. So, it's just, he, 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 I think by next year, he gets a good quarterback. Things might change. Listen, definitely in Dynasty because of the fact that there's, there, the best thing about hitting rock bottom is that there's no there's you can't go lower anymore, and yeah. So the, the all the way up the, the Panthers. I mean Panthers. Sorry, the Dolphins, all the way up. The, the Dolphins cannot go any more lower than what they're going already. So it's just that's the only silver lying I'll say. I'm not saying play him. I'm not saying you know play him this week. I'm just saying that's the only thing for the Dolphins that you want to kind of look at and you would like to play or you would want to have. Even if you need help a wide receiver somehow. You know that he's not a terrible bench person to add on to, uh. So, so yeah, Chargers. Yeah, Justin Jackson, sneaky play. I think he could end up being a running back one. Yeah, I know week. you like him this week. Yeah, garbage points. I mean, garbage time. He's gonna give you that gar- those garbage points. That's a guy that uh I look forward in playing. I'm playing him in two leagues. Jesus Christ, the Chargers are away and the spread is fifteen point five. Yeah, no, I think the Dolphins might cover this though. <laughs> Uh, I don't think so. Wow. 44 and a half? Over? Under? Under. Under? I got the under, and I think the Dolphins are going to cover. Nah. Dolphins are not going to Well, they're going to lose. They're going to lose. Yeah, but they're not going to cover, I think, either. All right. All right, go ahead. Oakland Raiders. In, in Oakland the Raiders versus the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, player to watch for the Raiders, right? There's not many players besides, you know, Waller. Jacobs and uh, Tyrell Williams, right? But in deep leagues, you got to look into Hunter Renfro. Renfro. You know, uh, he actually is second. He, he actually is the second uh, wide receiver that leads uh, the team in targets. Um, and, you know, with 15. And right now they just finished. They just dropped. Um, who they just dropped? They just dropped this kid. I forgot. They just cut some kid. I forgot his name. I can't find mm-hmm. it. But anyway, um, he he seems like he's getting more snaps as the weeks progresses. He, he is a rookie, and it seems like the Raiders are going to be playing from behind a lot. And, uh, you know, he's going to get those PPR points where he could end up being a decent flex play throughout the season. But besides the, the obvious Jacobs and Tyrell Williams, 
and Waller. Those are the only players I'm going to be playing for the Raiders side. And for the Colts, T.Y. Hilton uh, might miss a game. So Paris Campbell might be a sneaky start here. Yeah. You know, he'd probably be a, a good flex play. And, uh, you know, especially playing against the Raiders. Um, and uh, as far as uh, tight ends, maybe um, if, you lo- if you did lose Vance McDonald, you know, maybe uh, Ebron or Jack Doyle might be a good play here as well. But that's about it. I don't, I'm not really looking forward to this game. I don't what, think there's any good player that's going to give you, like, number one numbers here. What I'm really looking forward to is that they, they mentioned about they want to get Josh Jacobs more involved in the passing game. Yeah. I know in the preseason they said they had him lined up all over the field, even as a wide receiver sometimes, wide out. Uh, he, because of the fact of how they li- had him line up all over the field is one reason why uh, Josh Jacobs was, uh, you know, a fantasy crush of mine in the bromance episode we did. And they they haven't had him involved in the passing game at all. Like, at all. He's invisible to the passing game. Uh, he hasn't been the bell cow as he was in week one. But they're saying they want to get him more involved in the passing game. If they want to get him more involved in the passing game, I mean, you know, the, the Colts defense is pretty good, but the, the front seven has been beat up a little bit, you know, with injuries. Leonard's not going to play. It looks like more likely... So uh, it's not a bad play. for di- That's the thing I'm looking for the most in this game. Uh, I hope T.Y. Hilton plays. And, man, I've been – love T.Y. Hilton, always been a fan of his. And I've been saying that, man, fourth round, my favorite pick there was T.Y. Hilton. I'm so – I took – the league that I, I own T.Y. Hilton is the league where I also owned Antonio Brown, unfortunately. And thank God I have T.Y. Hilton. I took him in the fourth round because yeah, at least I got that, as well. dude, he's the number fifth wide receiver overall this year. And I said that he has the ups. I think I thought it was going to be a top 20 with upside. And he, and for where you got him at fourth round value, you got the fifth overall wide receiver. Killing it. T.Y. Hilton. Paying dividends. Always buy the dip fellas. He's looking, he, I'm saying, he's, he's getting those red zone targets. So hopefully he does play. I really need him to play, but uh, you know, I mean, luckily, I got some uh, a pretty deep bench that's helped me out with, like, Antonio. Like, you know, DJ Shark I got. So, he's been a decent replacement for Antonio Brown for the most part. But, yeah. So, I'm, I'm, that's what I'm looking for most is the Josh Jacobs thing. Yeah, well, hopefully he gets more snaps because uh, it seems like he's been declining on the snaps. He went from 76 to 46 to 42. You know, so. Yeah, because they, 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 he hasn't been using the passing game at all. Yeah, but that doesn't make sense. Like, he was drafted to be an all-purpose back. And right. That's what I'm saying. They, they, they're using, they're saying that they're going to, they, they see, put it out see. there. They want to get him more involved in the passing let, game. That's what I'm that. hoping yeah. to see if they actually do that. Yeah, but, you know, let's see what happens. Hopefully, he's, uh, you know, they turn it around with, with him. Uh, I got the Colts here. Despite, uh, you know, not having maybe uh, T.Y. Hilton here, they're playing at home. Uh, you know, they get minus seven, minus seven favorites. So, yeah, I think they're going to cover it. And I have the under on this, 45. Colts over. All right. Uh, let's go into now talking about the Kansas City Chiefs at the Detroit Lions. Uh, keep your eye on Damian Williams. Damian Williams plays. Darrell Williams goes to the back of the bus. Uh, LaShawn McCoy, I think, is going to be heavily involved now. It seems like I was pretty wrong about that for the most part. I mean, he's doing pretty solid enough for that team. Uh you know, he's always been on the hurt list, whatever, every now and then. But we'll see how it continues to go. So far, I've been pretty uh, wrong about LaShawn McCoy for the most part. Yeah. With that being said, uh, uh, did Damian Williams, if he plays, you play him. You could play everybody there. The boomer bust play is Miko Harmon. He's definitely a boomer bust play. I mean, he's had like 14.4 yards per target. 
So that's what he is. He's like the long, he's like the Will Fuller of this team for the time being until Tariq Hill comes back. So uh, I like Demarcus Robinson better than Miko Harmon in this game. I like him better. Uh, Sammy Watkins, you definitely play, especially while he's healthy. You play him, you know, as long as you can with him being healthy and Tariq Hill being out. Keep playing them. Uh, you play so any of these, any of these sheets. Uh, yeah, the, but I just if you wanted to question about shares. like Mark yeah. Miko Harmon or Demarcus Robinson, I like Marcus Robinson better. I, I like Miko Harmon, but if I have Demarcus Robinson, well, if you're I'm looking at him, if you're looking at daily plays and you're seeing which one to spend your money on, I would rather play Demarcus Robinson. All right. So uh, the what I'm looking for here in the at least in this game, I mean, uh, two players I'm looking for for the Lions. I'm looking to play with these both players, and I'm looking them both to have pretty decent big games. And that is Carrion Johnson and Marvin Jones. I'm looking for them both to have big games on this one. Because of the fact that they're going to play from behind. They're going, you know, their defense is good. It's not that great, you know, for the Lions. It's been pretty good, but not that great. They're going to play from behind. Now, Marvin Jones, I know, is seen as the wide receiver, too, for this team. But when it comes to the fantasy perspective, it's not like a big difference. You know what I mean? Uh, Marvin Jones has actually more catches and more yards this season than Kenny Galladay, believe it or not. Um, Galladay definitely has more targets and more touchdowns, but he has had more catches and more yards for Marvin Jones because of the fact that Marvin Jones is a red zone guy. He is also long. This is guy kind of like the Miko Harmon type role. And he do look for, he is a touchdown guy to look for the red zone. Um, I think with them playing from behind that he's a flex player with a lot of upsides. It could be a wide, yo, he had a monster, monster game last week. Uh, Marvin Jones, he killed it. So I just see him also having, um, a really big game this week uh, to play catch-up. And same thing with Carrion Johnson, just to keep him involved in the passing game. I just see Carrion Johnson also being involved uh, a lot more there. He's a true bell cow for that team. They let go of C.J. Anderson for that reason. So you His know, snaps went up. His, his touches went up. Yeah, with, you know, with good reasons. Most reason, of so, his career. Yeah, so Carrion uh, Johnson, if they keep him more involved in the passing game, which is when they got rid of Theo Riddick to begin with in the preseason, which is what we were hoping for to get him more involved in the passing game, this is a good game to do it between uh, Carrion Johnson and Marvin Jones. I just see a big game for the both of them. So, uh, yeah, fire them both hey, up. Hey, hey, any, any other player? I think you forgot one more. Who? Come on, you forgot one more, bro. Who? TJ Hawkinson. Unlock TJ Hawkinson. Why? Guys. Why? Chiefs are number five against tight ends. Ja- you know how many points they allowed to Jacksonville Jaguars in the first week? 12.9. Eight receptions, 49 yards. Oakland Raiders, Waller beasted with 18.6 points. Baltimore Ravens, of course, 17.7. Look, TJ Hawkinson is going to have a bounce back game. Mark Andrews had a bad game against the Chiefs. Yeah, it doesn't matter. What about the Jaguars? Who they have as a tight end? Huh? They had, had that one touchdown. That's why. No, the Jaguars had eight receptions, 49 yards for the, for the tight ends. So I see TJ Hawkinson. Bouncing back, he's going to end up being a top five tight end here. You know what? I said it before. TJ Hawkinson is going to have a bad fantasy year. He's going to have probably about like four. Unlock him. He's probably going to have like four games throughout the season. TJ Hawkinson. Could this be one of them? Maybe. This week, he's Grokkinson, okay? TJ Grokkinson is going to come out this game. I'll tell you what. If he does bad this game, I don't want to hear anything else about TJ Hawkinson anymore. I don't want to hear it anymore. All right, bet, bet, bet. Uh, uh, that's the deal. Because you know what it is? I still hear it all the time, and people still tell me about TJ Hawkinson. I'm like, look, I'm not the saying that, come out. I'm not saying the guy's a bad player. I'm just saying that rookie tight ends don't do good. It's a fact. And he's going to do good this week. I, maybe he will. I said he's going to have four TJ weeks. TJ Gronkinson. 
Don't play him. Play him. All right, I got the Chiefs, of course, winning, covering, over, whatever. <laughs> uh, yeah, give me the Chiefs covering over and whatever. <laughs> uh, next game, Patriots versus the Bills. You know you know who's favorite. Even away, Duh. playing in Buffalo, the Patriots are favorite by minus seven. And the over-under is 42 and a half here. Um what can I say here? What can I say? Would you play John Brown here against no, one of I'm the best wide? Yeah, they, they're famous for taking away their wide receiver ones. They're, the Patriots are really good at doing that. Take away, taking out the wide receiver ones are good. I know you're a John Brown owner. So I'm a like, John Brown fan. He's doing good. He's having a good year. I like him, especially where I got him from. I picked him like the 13th, like the 13th. Wow, I was going to say 14th and 15th at the same time. Yeah, I picked him up like one of those rounds. That would have been pretty awesome if you. Pull that off. In the 13th round? <laughs> I got him around there. But I'm not that smart. You know that. But, uh, yeah, so. Uh, yeah, so, like, I'd rather play. I, I'm more confident playing Paul Richardson over John Brown. So that's a player, like, you know, if you have a John Brown and he's, you know, he's been giving you good points as your wide receiver two or flex, uh, maybe you have to pivot and get, like, a Paul Richardson here. And uh, Paul Richardson, for sure, is going to give you more points. As far as Josh Allen, come on. Pats allowed 9.8 fantasy points to quarterbacks. And that's including uh, Ben Roethlisberger, who had 14.5 in his first week. So if you expect Josh Allen to score, uh, you know, this defense is different. The Patriots' defense is different. I know that Josh Allen uh, had a good game against New England last year in New England, but I don't see this repeating, you know. Belichick is too smart to let that happen again. So, uh, would you play? Would you, would you play Frank Frank Gore here? No, no, I don't. I won't play. So, as far as the offenses for the Bills, I won't play any of them. Any of them. I'll just play the Patriots' office. That's it. Just give me that. And uh, you I play any of the Bills? No, I don't think I will touch any of them. I, I can't. I can't touch any of them. I can't. Like if. Unless, like, you're desperate, you know? Like, you just lost Barkley, uh, and you lost, like, let's say, uh, <laughs> T.Y. Hilton, and then maybe you have to start Frank Gore. But I, I won't play Josh Allen. I'd rather play uh, Kyle Allen, you know? I wouldn't mind playing Cole Beasley if you had to, if you really had to. As a wide, receiver, mean, look, look, wide two, receiver four, he might be an interesting play. I mean, there's, there's, there's the there's, dinks and dunks. The only two teams that are on the bye week this week are the Jets and the 49ers, and it's not like you had, I mean, besides maybe Matt Breida and George Kittle, or uh, Matt Breida, George Kittle, Le'Veon Bell. Those are the only three, like, main players I could think of that you're missing from your lineups, you know? Maybe you had Robbie Anderson. You've been playing him. I doubt it after the last two weeks with uh, Luke Falk. You've even had or even were playing Robbie Anderson. I doubt that. You know what I mean? Even last week against the Patriots, we weren't going to play Robbie Anderson. But uh, so it's not like you need Cole Beasley to fill in a bye week spot. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not like, you know, you had the Chargers on a bye week and Keenan Allen's gone and you need to fill in that bye week with somebody. So, but I, I just think that, you know, he, he he's leading the targets with the Bills right now with 24% of his routes, uh, Cole Beasley. Uh, you know he's second on his team and seven with first downs, but uh, it's just it's, it's trust. It's hard to trust him. But if I had to play one bill, it would be Cole Beasley for this game because I think John Brown's going to be a bit shut down, and it would be uh, Cole Beasley. You know he's going to get at least put out some fast. That's a points. sneaky pick. That's a sneaky pick. That, I'll that, give you but, that one. but like I said, it, because of the fact you know I I doubt you are playing 
you know, uh, Debo Samuels in your lineup week in, week out. I doubt you were playing uh, anybody, like I said, besides George Kittle, Matt Breida, and Le'Veon Bell. I think those were the only three week in, week out that you were playing. Yeah. Um. So it's not like there's a wide receiver that you need to fill up for. Yeah. And uh, I got, you know, of course I have the Patriots winning. And, the Patriots. And uh, I have the under. Uh, yeah, I got the Pats winning and I got the, ah, uh, give me the over. All right. Give me the over in this game. There's, there's something's going to happen. Okay. You know? Okay. All right. Um, the, the last game for the one o'clock game, Tennessee Titans versus the Falcons. Falcons favorite by four. Over under forty five. This 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 match, it's it's one of those matches where you don't see a sneaky play. I don't see anything sneaky happening here. I don't see anybody. Uh, what what it was encouraging is to see when Ito Smith got hurt last week. Uh, Devonte Adams, Devonte Freeman, excuse me, Devonta Freeman, ended up having um, it's Devonta, Devonte, it's Devonte da, Freeman, Devonte, it's Devonte Freeman and Devonta Adams. Wh- no, whatever, Devonte Freeman, Devonte <sighs> Adams. Oh, my God. My head hurts. All right. So, Freeman. Let's just say Freeman. Let's just say Freeman. All right. Freeman. Um, Not Morgan Freeman, right? Uh, no. No. <laughs> Freeman like Devontae. Okay. Um, so, anyway. So, uh, what was what was encouraging to see was that Freeman ended up. Uh, it shows that his health so far as of late has not been an issue for him. Uh, his productivity has been an issue. His usage has been a bit of an issue. Edo Smith is definitely chomping into it a bit. But... Uh, when Edo Smith was hurt last, hurt last week, Devonta Freeman got the bulk of the carries and started playing well. So, you know, he, he did better. I think his numbers are going to get better. He hasn't performed that great, you know? Yeah, he went from 62, 50% snaps to all the way to 90%. Well, because, you know, yeah, Edo, Smith, Edo got Smith, hurt. Smith got hurt. Yes. When Edo Smith, you know, he was going to play this week, it looks like, you know, so he's, uh, it's going to chomp into it a bit. And the uh, Tennessee Titans defense is pretty good. It's actually not that bad at all. It's It's a strong defense to go against. But I do see going like, all right, Adams, it's hard to b- believe that he is going to improve much more. You know what I mean? It's hard to believe that he's going to be the guy that's going to consistently give me those like 20 Freeman. points. Adams. Which Adams? Let me finish. All right. Okay, okay. Go ahead. Adams is hard to believe that he is going. We talked about this earlier, that he is going to give you those points, like the 20 points like he did last year. Freeman, I feel more comfortable that he will improve, that he will get better, that if I traded, if somebody offered me Freeman in a trade, I think that he's going to get better. I think that just, you know, it's showing that his health is not a problem, that he's, his numbers are going to be improved, he's going to be more involved in the pass game, he's going to do better. Adams, with that offensive scheme, because we talked about this earlier, is somebody that I'm more panicked about than Freeman, right? They both haven't been doing good, especially for you drafting them at. Some people took Devonta Freeman as like a RB1 for their team. Yeah. They've, neither of them have played to their potential yet, but I just think that Freeman is going to do better, and I just really believe that he could do better. The schedule is not getting that much harder for them. It's still decent. You know, it's all right. But I just think with the new offense over there in the Packers, that Adams is going to do – it's hard to believe he's going to do better. But Freeman will. So uh, uh, Ridley also, he had like a bad game last week. Still fire him up this week, play him. Uh, same thing with Julio Jones. You're not benching for anything in your life. You're a moron if you do. Uh, Derrick Henry is also a guy worth playing. Uh, you know, solid RB2 for here in the rest of the season. I said, did Derrick Henry. Do you think he's RB2, <clears throat> not an RB1? No, I think he's an RB2 for the rest of the season. All right, so do you think he has overperformed? Well, Derrick Henry was taken as an RB2 pretty much. Yeah, but now he's, no, he's been, 
you know. Oh yeah, he's been over as an RB one. Yeah, right he's now, been overperforming because so. of the, the usage. But yeah. I, I don't see them. You know, they're going to run him into the ground. He's going to get hurt again. So right. I see him as going forward altogether. He's going to be an RB two, but he's still always a solid play week in week out. This this you don't play any again. It, this is not even like the worst matchup in the world when it comes to facing the Falcons defense, but. It's just so hard to trust and so hard to diagnose and to predict what's going to happen to the Tennessee wide receivers. I still would stay away from all of them. I would not play Humphreys. I would not play A.G. Brown. I would not play Corey Davis. The only pass catcher that I trust to play for the Tennessee Titans is Delaney Walker. That's it. You play Delaney Walker. You play Derrick Henry. That's it. And then, uh, you know, same thing. I mean, um, you're going to play Matt Ryan. Even though he's been getting a lot of interceptions, he's still been putting up the fantasy points. I mean, you say with all those interceptions, what difference that would be for his production? But he's still weekly giving you over 20 fantasy points per week. So you play Matt Ryan, you're going to play Julio Jones, you play uh, uh, Calvin Ridley, and you play Devontae Freeman. I mean, I think he's still going to put up a decent like flex-type game. And Austin, Freeman. Austin Hooper as and well. And Austin Hooper as well. Yes, Austin Hooper as well is doing really well. So, yeah, I don't, I don't see any, like, sneaky plays here. I wouldn't play either. The defenses, you know, Tennessee Titans is as good as defense has been. I wouldn't play it either. If you have to pick one. I play Tennessee over the Falcons. I'll no, play, I saw I played the Falcons yeah, over. Yeah, I played the Falcons so over. I would because they have less weapons over there. And, and have, against Mariota. And they have Mariota throwing the ball, exactly. I would play the Falcons. But the Falcons defense is worse than the Tennessee defense. No, yeah, Tennessee's defense is better, but if I have to pick one, I'll pick the Falcons just because they're going against uh, Marcus Mariota. Yeah. Uh, Marcus Mariota. All right, got you. So then I am going to uh, take what am I gonna, I'm, I'm gonna take the Falcons this game. They're going to win. They're going to cover yeah, and give me the under. I got the under. I got the Falcons covering and winning. All right, so party people, that's the episode here for today. Woohoo! We got the first half covered. We'll be back with you again tomorrow to cover the rest of the games, the 4 o'clock games, the nighttime games. We'll get you all prepared for that. We'll get you all the updates to the who's hurt injuries. And we'll hear for all your questions at any given time. Hit us up at BFB Podcast on Twitter, on Instagram. Success on the last party, people. Gracias, BFBs. Peace. <laughs>